Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Giant Pod with me, Andy Rintmore. My guest this week is Sarah Wingrove, aka Scarlet Lux. We talk about her extremely successful career in the vintage modeling world. We talk about TikTok and TikTok tips. We talk about how she won the very first Miss Pinup UK. We talk about her ambitions to uh, branch out into more mainstream modeling. We talk about hairy balls. We talk about naughty boys sliding into her DMs on Instagram. Uh, we talk about all kinds of things. We talk about health and fitness, mental well-being. It's a really great chat. Uh, this is actually a redo of a podcast we did back in the uh, lockdowns, and it was really great actually to be able to do this one in person with Sarah. Um, her attitude is very infectious. Uh, I think you guys are going to absolutely love her. Without further ado, here's Sarah Wingrove, aka Scarlet Lux, on the Giant Pod. Enjoy. Sarah Wingrove. Hi. Lovely to have you back on the giant pod. In real life. In real life. We were strucketh down by uh, by the audio gremlins and um, lockdown last time. And uh, so we're going to do a redo. Yay. Luckily, we've left it long enough <laughs> that um, I can't quite remember everything we talked about last time. Good. So Nor can I. So we're getting genuine in the moment reactions rather than some sort of like already trodden road <laughs> of conversation reading off a script right so yeah it's been a long time i haven't spoke to you in a while at length so this is going to be really good what have you been up to recently i've seen that your tiktok has been very busy lately <laughs> yeah tiktok's gone a bit mental um I started TikTok, like a lot of people, in lockdown, just boredom. It was quite funny. And um, then a few videos just sort of blew up. And it just became something that was like, okay, maybe I should take this a bit more seriously. Um, and especially for like the fashion side of things, it's been bonkers. Like when I've shared like a video of like an outfit build up, and then people have genuinely gone and like bought the entire outfit. What? I know. You're a fashion influencer, aren't um, you? Oh, I hate the term influencer but so it's, much. Uh, it's, but it is. It's, this, this is the truth, It right? is the truth. So like I had um, a video that I did like in, this is what baffles me. It's like they're really shit ones done in my bedroom on my little iPhone. And like I had one, it hit like 1.2 million views and it was a dress from Deadly, completely sold out. Really? Um, we couldn't keep up. And then um, I've just shared one a couple of weeks ago of like a come to work with me. I saw that one. Yeah, that's just had half a million views. Amazing. And I'm just like, this is bonkers. <laughs> and like, yeah. And it's really funny to watch... Um, how it clearly reaches different countries because right. you'll get a sudden influx of like Spanish comments, a sudden influx of French comments, a sudden influx of Arabic. And you're just a bit like, oh, wow, it's going to all these different places. That's crazy because I feel like a, a, a lot of when you're doing uh, quote unquote content creation, let's say, and, and in the kind of the worlds that I kind of we're in, I know that you're doing a, f a fashion element, but you know, it's all media, it's all outward facing stuff the big 
conversation that always comes up when people are trying to promote what they're up to is algorithms. Yeah. And I feel like TikTok wasn't taken very seriously when it came out and it was kind of a teeny thing and it was a bit lame and I definitely remember the all the early TikToks I yeah. saw. I was like, "Why on earth? Would Why you want are you doing to do this? stupid dance routines?" Right, but like everyone is taking it so seriously. Yeah, all your miming to yeah. like sitcom audio, yeah. and it's absolute shit. Like I think probably what got me into TikTok was seeing loads of people um, doing Gavin and Stacey TikToks. <laughs> and I was like, I am here for this. I'm in. Um, I might I might be in for that, yeah. actually. But yeah, it seems that TikTok seems to be the place where their algorithm is slanted heavily on exposing what you're doing. Because I'm not naming names, but I know some people that do a lot of TikToks. Not very good at all, <laughs> at all really baffles me why they mm. how they think it's of any quality yes or for public consumption and they have uh they have some loyal wow. numbers and i think wow like what is going on what is tiktok i'm i'm not on it i'm gonna have to get it I, initially i was gonna be like just download it yes and just so many people do and just, just download look. it and just like go in a tiktok black hole of yeah what do i get addicted watching like endless dog videos and right because one of my colleagues at work has TikTok and every time she's on a lunch break, she's on TikTok. Yeah. And I find myself like hovering over her shoulder and just being like, oh, I love that guy. He's great. I'm not even on TikTok, but I just, from the people yeah. she follows and I see them coming up. It's crazy. And every time I think, oh, I need TikTok because some of these people are so entertaining and I can't find them in like Instagram yeah. world or whatever. But yes, yeah, so it seems it seems like TikTok is the place to go to find an audience very quick, no matter what your talent is, I yeah. guess. And it's really easy to monetize from. Like I found that um, you've got the uh, TikTok creator fund, which I think is incredible. So once you reach, I think it's 10,000 followers, you can sign up to it. And that's basically TikTok paying you to create content based on um, your views, uh, comments, interactions, all of that kind of thing. Um, so it sounds really wonderful, but it is really hard. Right. Because, um, so like when I've had days where, yeah, I've had like 100,000 views, you get paid like a pound. Oh, okay. <laughs> so right. they want you like working hard, creating the content to obviously then be like, because we'll then pay you more money. Right. Um, but like to then, if I don't do anything for a few days... I'm still, you've still got money coming in. It might only be 30p or whatever, right. but it soon adds up. And that's a real incentive to then actually be like, okay, well, I might take this a bit more seriously yeah. and make sure I'm posting regularly because I'm going to get money from it and well, like pay my bills. Seven pounds a week. You know, that's 42, 20, <laughs> I can't do 28. 28 pounds a month. Well, there we go. That's a night out. That's a night out. For a few, you know... Um, but also videos. then just makes you go, okay, well, if it's that easy, then if I actually put a bit of effort in... Right. And I think that's the incentive, isn't it? It's because you've got the people that sit there and, and, and really horribly mime to stuff. Yeah. And they get loads of views. And that's fine. That's almost like, I guess, the amateur bracket. And then you've got like what your content is like, you know, you're, you're, you'll have some like sort of like... <laughs> jazz on yes and you'll be doing a little dance and then suddenly you like click oh. your fingers and then boom there's like some like supermodel and your hair's <laughs> flying everywhere and that's like oh okay i respect this because she's put 
a lot of effort into yeah. this because you've had to set the camera up. You've had to roll with your first clip. You had to pick the music. Yeah. You've had to Edit. curate an outfit, right? Yeah, put your makeup, yeah. all that. Keep the camera where it was. Mm-hmm. Like, because those shots only work, don't they? When yes. you have, when you, you have a very you, static. You get asked a lot. Like, I get asked a lot. Like, how, oh, how do you do them? How do you do? And I'm like, Tripod. you just learn. You right. need to, you just have to learn and practice. And like, there's been takes where, yeah, like you're literally like, nah that was crap need to do it again or like that was a waste of time but you soon learn like so things like with the whole where I click and my outfit changes I've I've learned I have to remember (laughs) where I finished Uh, because I'll be literally be going and like putting a dress on so I I can't stay like that and put a dress on yeah so I have to be like right okay I was here quickly and put that on get back same position snap carry on and do you use any visual markers like have you put like tape on your floor and oh like, God, no! Oh, that's the next thing is that ah. maybe when you go, this is where I am. Piece of scotch yes. tape across the floor, and then you go, this was my mark. But you don't seem to need any assistance with that because <laughs> you, you're getting it right anyway. So that's interesting. I hope that um, I hope Dudley has given you a pay rise. <laughs> I am so well looked after. <laughs> They're wonderful. So yeah, no, I'm well looked after. They appreciate it. So and like also technically, those customers are then paying my wages. So. Yeah. It works. It's all a cyclical arrangement, isn't it? <laughs> this is fantastic. So tell me, when you said you called it an outfit build earlier, tell, just talk me through, because now we're, now we're in sort of TikTok jargon, I guess. <laughs> tell, talk to me about that. Like, what? Tell me about an outfit build. So for me, an outfit builder would be, I'd start off either in my pyjamas, Right. Um, or I'd be in shapewear, lingerie, whatever. Shapewear? Shapewear. What is shapewear? Shapewear, for me, right. um, I wear mostly like a waist cincher. A cincher? A cincher. Okay. So, I, I know what a cincher is, actually. <laughs> so it sits um, in between, so under my bra to your sort of hip and um, it nips you right in at the waist. Right. So I can get that like a corset shape. kind of... Yeah, but more flexible... Um, it's more like having a hug. Right, just okay. Just a hug to your waist. And not strangling yeah. your internal organs. I do organs. love a corset. Right. And sometimes I have used them right. for the videos because that is like a whole other story. Introducing corsets to TikTok. Oh okay. my Lord. Okay. Um, but we'll... We'll, <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. We'll get there. Um, so I'll do... Yeah, I'll do like a little like dance and be like, la, 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 snap my fingers. Yeah. And then I might add a pair of stockings. Uh-huh. And then again, snap my fingers. Then the dress will go on and then um, snap again. Then I build the accessories. So then I'll go shoes, maybe a petticoat or a belt, um, hair, jewelry, etc. So you slowly build it up right. with each snap. So it's like magic. That's amazing. It is. I love it. Fairly self-explanatory in hindsight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but the amount of people who are literally like, wow. Yeah. That's how does that work? And I'm like, I wonder on TikTok if you can do you remember those books where you'd have three layers of outfits? I'm I'm probably sure you had one of those. I wonder if you can do that where you kind of like there's an edit that peels away. I'm still trying to figure out how um to do there's some of them where um you can hear the sound effect. It's almost like um, like a game. You know, on like Wheel of Fortune, when you spin the wheel, yeah. you get that kind of a that sound effect <laughs> and the outfits do it. And changing, changing, changing. And then it'll go, it'll slow down to like one, two, three. You've chosen outfit three. That's amazing. And I'm like, that's so cool, but I have not 
found how to quickly edit that otherwise that's a lot of patience yeah well imagine if you do something like that and it's fairly original it's probably gonna get a lot of views yeah exactly it's it's time it's finding time to like figure these things out to actually film it and then put it together yeah that's where i struggle at at the moment is yeah finding time 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 management is a big thing yeah so like this is the first podcast after well no it's not it's the second but it's it's one of the first podcasts after becoming the mayor and time management is now going to be a big a big thing in my life and when when i took the chains they were like the, my assistant and and the uh, the um, the media team and that were like, okay, we have these social media things for Mayor of Froome. Do you want to take them over? And I was like, I can't, I can't take these over because I, doing my own Instagram, yeah. doing a podcast Instagram, a podcast uh, Twitter, my Twitter, oh, my Facebook. Wow. I was like, I don't have. I can, I'll just be on my yes. phone all yep. day. I'll never get anything done. So I'm just having to sort of outsource that via email. Like, oh, just put this this yeah. picture in this thing here. And then I did this and this. And so, yeah, time management is a big one. How much, how are you, have you got time in the evening where you're like, okay, I've had my dinner. Now I'm going to edit yesterday's filming. Do you do it in batches or? I tend to try and, yes, I do it in batches for sure. Right. But I try and get it done then and there. Right. So I'll pretty much like film it um, and then get on and edit then so it's ready to go whenever i choose to post it right um or i'll try and yeah like batch and i'll try and do like a good few videos ready to share so i've got something to go to yeah instead of like sometimes i find i get a day where i'm like i have no idea what to post so i'm like oh i can go back to that yeah and it's done okay um otherwise i find i kind of almost lose focus and attention for it i feel like i need to be like right boom 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 done mm. don't have to think about it anymore right and do you have to think about algorithm stuff with tiktok because yes. we've said it obviously it's it's heavily weighted in in the favor of the creator and i think this is why it's been so successful because you know the struggle now to to to, be, to start anything is the battle against the social media yes, algorithms definitely. and being in its favor and no one really is quite sure like instagram changes it up every now and then and it's like why am and I, what's true what's not yeah why am i not getting followers anymore and just like more likes and like what's going on here so do you do you have like peak hours that you drop on tiktok yeah and- i'm i think tiktok i'm still trying to figure it out so there's again what you sort of see rumored wise right. is that you should post two to three videos a day, which right. is a lot. Yeah. I think, um, if, especially if you're not necessarily someone who just chats to a camera, basically, there's a lot of people who do They'll like their thing is like, you know, they'll, they'll check in for the day or share random thoughts and stuff. And I'm like, it's just not really me. Mm. Um, so that's easy content then right. and engaging because you're obviously talking to people. Um, so yeah, two to three videos a day. They recommend, there's some people that say you should post a video and then go live. Right. Because then that boosts. You're massaging Yeah, the or you're then telling people, I've just posted a video, go and look at it. I see. But I, I've tried that a few times and... Mm, it's just been a bit... It's a bit... Mm. Neither here nor there. But again, potentially if it was something I did more regularly, then it might actually work. Um, I tend to... 
I, but again, like I, I try and do sort of the same time. So I would try and do like an evening post mainly and then one at about sort of two o'clock, but it changes all the time. So like I would post something at like half past two, like the deadly video I did the other week, that was at like half past two because it was just whenever I could get around to posting it. I'd made it in the morning, but was busy, uh, posted it and I didn't touch my phone until the evening. And then suddenly was like, oh shit, like that's completely blown up. And I've not been, no, I've, I've not then engaged with it. I've right. not then replied to comments or whatever. Um, but then another rumor is that you should, you should post a video, put your phone down right. because TikTok wants you to go back into the app. Right. Okay. So then it will then blow up your video or get more views. So then you're like, oh, look, this is good. Go back to the app. I see. So it's almost like a trickery. So they're, they're, they're like, uh, almost like a child yes. pulling on mummy's yeah. skirt. Mummy, mummy. Look, look, mummy, look, look, mummy, look, look at that man. Yeah. Like, okay. Interesting. But That's again, really interesting. this is all just stuff that I've seen. Yeah. Like via like videos saying, want to get your videos, like higher views and um, it just, yeah, from experimenting. But then I think with Instagram, I've, I, the biggest thing I learned with that is it just needs to be organic. It's just, just post when you want. When I, before I definitely got like quite obsessive about having to post in the morning at a certain time, having to post in the evening at a certain time, had to be this content and this content and this hashtags and blah, 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 that it, it wasn't working. And then when I said, fuck it, and I'm just going to post what I want when I want, yeah. it's worked right. oh, loads better. So I'm trying to also maybe apply that a bit more to TikTok to yeah. just be like, just pfft. You get what you get. <laughs> get what you get. What? Well, yeah. And we'll see. Nice. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting world, TikTok. Mm. And I wonder if t some of TikTok's um, success has been the fact that it allows you to share it into your stories or save the video or something into yeah. your stories. Because a lot of TikToks I now see aren't via TikTok because I don't have it. It's in my, it's <laughs> yeah. my Instagram stories. Yeah. And like, obviously, a lot of people now save them to then share as reels on right. Instagram because Reels is basically Instagram's knockoff of TikTok. Right. And that's what they're hugely promoting at the moment. So right. if you want to be improving your Instagram, they want you sharing Reels. Right. Um, but then I, a lot of social media marketing friends then let me know that Instagram's now clocking when you share directly from TikTok because right. they'll see it's got the logo. Yeah. And Instagram will then... Im some sense punish you uh, okay right um because they're clocking that you're just reusing content instead right. of making new content that's fresh just for instagram yeah because they don't want their platform to become um the tiktok after show exactly right very interesting i did see some stuff as well which i think was probably propaganda from these sites which was basically saying like um oh you know if you're sharing videos directly from other websites then the video quality isn't quite as good when it gets to instagram because it's been crushed in and all yeah. this something like that but instagram it? normally crushes the quality anyway right. so yeah it's just it's that's just shit. crap <laughs> let's let's face it you know 90 8% of people who use TikTok and Instagram don't give a fuck about that. Yeah. They're not paying attention. Um, or it's something they've never even thought of. <laughs> yeah. Most of them probably don't even know what an algorithm is. <laughs> so so it's interesting. So, okay. So let's, let's go back to, um, let's, let's go uh, dive into your career as a pinup model. <laughs> um, we kind of went to school together. Like we yeah. was, we not in the same year, were we? We were no. different years. So tell me about, 
Tell me about you at school, because I don't remember you walking around as a pinup <laughs> at school. So t- tell me about this journey. Oh my God, could you imagine? <laughs> that would be hella confident. <laughs> I wish I was that girl. I really was not that girl. No. Uh, but you're, but you're the girl you, you wish you... You're the you're the girl you're the you're the woman now that you wished yeah. you were when you were a girl, yeah. right? Like I'm I'm definitely I have moments where I'm like, if like thirteen year old Sarah could see me now, like yeah. she would either not believe it or she'd be like, Yes, yeah. Queen, like look at you. Uh look at the glow up. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, school me was um quiet in a sense. I just kept my head down, I think, and got on with things. Um, never really got into trouble. I was like always into like drama and theater. So that's where like the confidence would come out. And, um, but otherwise I wasn't really, I'd like probably self-confessed nerd. Just got on with things and kept quiet, got on and. Good grades, good grades, good grades, good job, good job. Okay, so when did when did this pin-up stuff come into your life? Because I remember years and years ago, I, I mean, I saw you and I hadn't seen you for a while or I wasn't particularly aware of what you were up to. And you had this real kind of 40s thing, it was just the pin-up thing yeah. going on. And I think you were visiting a lot of like those air shows and, yeah. and things like that. And that was really the beginning of like, oh, okay, Sarah's kind of like doing, doing a thing now. <laughs> like there's like a, you know, like... You, you realize when people start putting their head above the parapet yeah. a little bit of like, oh, something's happening here. Like, there's a journey going on here. So tell me about the tell me tell me about that. Like, when did you like? So I um, I always think it's a really cheesy story, um, but I love it. So back uh, when I was still in college, um, I was part of the Froom Festival fashion show, right? And um, it was the first year that deadly as a female was taking part um because i think it was when they'd only just opened and right. so i was a dancer for the fashion show and um so we were wearing deadly stuff for one of the routines so went up to the shop and um i was the youngest out of all of them all the other girls were was when deadly was a bit more burlesque right so all the other girls were in like corsets swimwear um and my mom came with me and was like um she is only 16 no i don't know i wasn't even 16 i think i was 14 15 so, so she mama was, like, was all mama bear yeah mom was on it right cool. <laughs> and she was like uh yeah so no <laughs> um so claudia who owns deadly was she was lush and she was like oh no like it's fine we'll put you in one of the dresses and i did i literally like put I think she, I remember her being like, this is the most expensive dress in the shop, which for me is classic. Right. <laughs> and I just felt incredible right? and was like, oh my God, this is finally something that fits my body shape. Doesn't make me go, I'm fat, I'm too big to wear clothes or whatever. I just wasn't questioning. I was actually going, Ooh. So it gave you, yeah, you were, you were feeling yourself. Yeah. You were like, oh, hang on a minute. This gives me something. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, this gives me shape and yeah I'd always liked people like you know Marilyn Monroe and uh, but never sort of looked at it from a style point of view right um so yeah did the fashion show and then said to Claudia at the end like as a joke like oh if you ever need a model let me know (laughs) because I literally yeah I was 
so feeling it um felt so good knew that obviously at that age i can't be affording the dress (laughs) so was like yeah if you ever need a model let me know um let me get my hands on all of the clothes give me everything right (laughs) and then um her lovely mum um said to claudia like i think you should maybe ask her to come and model um after i'd i think i'd been um i went and bought my prom shoes from there after my prom disaster um you mean your prom disaster so uh when i was 15 that was when i was diagnosed with crohn's disease right and at the time i was going through an almighty flare-up right and i'd bought my prom dress in the january sales Uh and then um I, to deal with the flare up, I was on medicated milkshakes for 10 weeks. So I dropped something ridiculous, like 10 kilos. So my prom dress was strapless. And I remember literally a couple of days before prom being like, I ought to go and try that on. But she put it on and it just went to the floor. It just fell off, right. So um, we went and got me like a secondhand dress from a dress shop in Warminster that used to do like all the old... um, dresses from like army wives and stuff right so i managed to do that and we were like right we'll just get new accessories and that'll be fine yeah so I went to deadly and got my first deadly purchase Ooh. which is a pair of shoes i love that you said a deadly purchase A deadly purchase. is this something that you've <laughs> that you've pushed as a marketing slogan? yeah definitely a deadly purchase yeah oh, a great. deadly treat a deadly great. purchase oh nice all right cool <laughs> um so yeah and then yeah obviously yeah met Claudia's mum and stuff and she was like yeah I think you should ask her to come a model um and Claudia did and it was my first experience of yeah like trying all the different styles then like wiggle dresses swing dresses petticoats and then having the hair the makeup just just back up here right wiggle dress <laughs> what we, what we wiggle t- dress right. is um super tight fitted it's right. called wiggle because it you makes you wiggle. wiggle when you walk why? Because it's so tight. Because it's tight. Okay. And it obviously gives you that nice... I feel like such a caveman. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. You're learning. Oh, yeah. And then swing dress is um, the, the ones bottom. that you put the petticoats. Yeah. What, what's a petticoat? Petticoat, big floof. A floof. Goes underneath. <laughs> I, was just, I was imagining a small waistcoat for some reason. Oh, that's sweet, but no. Okay. Oh, Andy, you're so sweet. You're so sweet with your knowledge of fashion. (laughs) He knows nothing. Okay, so petticoat. Yep. Swing dress. Wiggle. Yep. Okay. Dress. I'm I'm learning. All right. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I I rewound us there. But, yeah, where were we? Um, Yeah, so I got the opportunity to try it all. And it's just what then it, it clicked inside. Like, okay, this is like this is what I'm enjoying is like the fashion side of things, but also being on set and being right. in front of a camera uh, and like posing. So you got and a bit like... Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I've always, 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 since I was little, been a poser. Right. Like my mum has always said it that you can't put a camera in front of me and expect like a silly face or to catch me like off guard. I will always be like, ding. Right. Which is why I said to you, we're trialing some footage for this podcast tonight. Glam up or dress down, whatever you want. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to tell you, you know, how how to arrive. And you were like, I will glam up, and it's I was me, like, okay, duh. cool. <laughs> Obviously, okay. So yeah, so you've always been uh, a camera starlet. Yeah. And so, so you were enjoying the attention. You were enjoying trying on the dresses. You, I guess it's every girl's kind of dream, isn't it? In a way. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, I might um, get some flack for that. Well, might you might. There's a lot of girls <laughs> that dream of that. 
It's not every girl's dream. No. But there we go. Right. No, but I think to have a bit of a moment of being like, oh my, like almost quite revelationary, like right. being like, oh my God, this is who I am and what I meant to be. And like, that was how I felt. I'd gone from, yeah, like probably talking quite harshly to myself right. and thinking that I didn't, I didn't suit modern fashion. Um, and I'd look at other girls and be like, I just want to look like her. Um, but that was because there was something else waiting for me right yeah. and it was yeah that moment of just this is who i'm meant to be and it was amazing um and then just ran with it basically and have you had any of those moments since i guess you've had moments since where okay this is the the fundamental moment of like okay i think i found myself yeah right but they must come in they must come as you incrementally get more successful or um achieve more things or you take things to the next level do you find if you found that you've revisited that feeling again in the future and it's kind of reaffirmed it i guess it's like re affirmations of, yes of, of that, yeah definitely it? like um yeah when i book like book a job um or like silly things like when someone's like gonna pay me to model right. i'm like <gasps> like yeah that's a, like a real yeah reaffirming moment or um like recently when i cut my hair i found that like a real moment of just yeah this is me this is what i was meant to do um so definitely it's it's an ongoing thing and uh, there are also moments where i've gone yeah nope nope not for me no thank you <laughs> right. that's not working and what what are those moments where in the, they must i i suppose like i'm getting the, the hint from from you is that you know when it's right yeah and you know when it's wrong and when it's wrong it's probably really like no this is wrong <laughs> get out of this now it's learning to yeah listen to my gut right like that yes when i then start having to ask other people as well right. i'm someone that i, I Unless if I know for myself, yes, done, boom, okay. When I've got to start going, so uh, I had this job come in and um, I'm not sure. They've asked me to do the, this. Um, right. That's normally when I'm then like, okay, no. So give me an example of uh, I'm going to book you for a shoot. Yep. And I ask you, what what can I ask you that's going to make you say to like Claudia, it, 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 Claudia, Claudia? Claudia. Claudia at Deadly. Um so uh i was wondering what you thought about this what is it that where does it begin where does what's the what do i have to ask you for that to begin getting uh, like kind of like i don't know about this now the real mixture of things right um so i had a recent of someone who um was just taking the piss in a sense of he wanted me to be shooting i think it was like 20 outfits in two hours for right. minimum money right and i was just like no but then i also wanted me to that would also then cover travel hair makeup um i'd be providing the rest of the wardrobe and oh, right. stuff like that that uh, like sure. yeah i just am a bit like so how much i'm such a nice person yeah i'm money's hard and it's taboo it's so isn't it? hard and, and i had to learn this with like music and the music industry is like you know people you know Yes, it's your art and they're your babies and stuff and this is your, your project and stuff, but you cannot make yeah. money a, a dirty thing. It, it has to be so unashamedly just yes. brought up as just part of the deal. I mean, me and Harry have had conversations about that with like podcast producing and things like that. It's like, you know, it, you're paying, it, like you're paying, when you're paying an artist, you're not paying 
we were actually having this conversation earlier. You're not paying for the for the the gear that they have to to use it. You're paying for their expertise, yes. for their knowledge. Yeah. You're paying for them and and the amount of time they've spent and the money they've spent improving their game. Yeah, investing in themselves. Right, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Um, so he, I probably undercharged myself because I just was a bit like, ah. uh, so that was going to be 50 quid. Right. Which Ooh, is nothing. Not a lot. Where was But the that shoot? was when I was, I, he originally, it was only going to be, I think I was under the impression of two outfits. Right. And also then, so it, it was one of those where he just, he didn't tell me everything at first. Right. And I should have got all that first before mentioning yeah. money because uh, it was things like I didn't realize it was for like e-commerce. He said it was promotion. Right. But for e-commerce to me, if you're going to profit out of my pictures, then yeah, we got to talk more money and things. Okay. What is e-commerce? E-commerce. I feel like I should know this. Like but... website. Okay. Right. Like product pictures. Okay. That's... So like it would be, um, are we going to sell that dress for yeah. you? wearing it like yeah. a next model of whatever yeah okay interesting so what are the various so do you have like a a pay uh a, like a do you have a system where it's like i charge this for e-commerce i charge this for a calendar or brochure or wh mm -hmm. whatever you whatever thing you're in explain to me how you price <laughs> up a, a a sarah wingrove shoot a special a, a sarah special. wingrove special uh, i'm probably really I'm only recently coming to terms of actually putting my foot down and like being a bit more, worth. yeah, knowing right. my worth for sure. I definitely would judge a price by each job right. instead of having a, like a set. Okay. Um, but actually I've learned that as well from other models, Yeah. like chatting to them and being like, so what do you charge for? And so now I sort of have an all in rate. Right. Of being like, right, so if you're hiring me for the day, this covers my um, my hair and makeup, my time, my being there and actually doing the job. Yeah. Um, and then travel is, uh, you know, depends where it is. Right. I guess that's a really important distinction to make, isn't it? Because if you start saying, if you start pricing every job sort of like willy-nilly or yeah. like how it feels, people then, I guess, believe that they have more room to to uh haggle yes haggle you down and if you go no here is here's the price yeah. listing this is what i do it's, i think if you so don't I, do that yeah come back to me i can cope with like a day it's yeah. then when people start getting um you can get like half days right um or hourly which and, you know is going to turn into yeah, three exactly. quarters of a day i'm right. just especially like if you've got considered travel and stuff mm. yeah. i'm like well just just let's have just a whole day <laughs> and it can be i guess it can be really easy to put your foot down via email when yep. you've got that you've got that um uh professional yeah but you've got that kind of distance haven't yes. you it's a bit more clinical and you can represent yourself way more like a manager or an agent or something yeah and then when you get on the shoot and they've booked you for a half day and you show up and, and maybe they're like an amateur or something or, or or they're not as professional as you think yeah or running and, late or, or running late and you think this is going to be one of those shoots that goes from a half day to uh we're really really sorry we're almost done yeah two hours later yeah. it's a day in three quarters and it must be difficult when you're in that situation to be like, no, you booked me for mm -hmm. a half day. If if you don't, uh, if we don't go for a, a full day price now, um, I'm done. Yeah. And because you can do that on email when you're being a, you're being something yeah, else, yeah, then, yeah. aren't you? Totally. And, the, in... and like for me, this is something probably I've worked on a lot in lockdown 
time is um, finding that voice right. and having confidence to put my foot down and that kind of thing. Not necessarily because I've had those situations, but because in the past I haven't done it because right. I've definitely been afraid of confrontation or disappointing people. I'm a huge people pleaser. Right. Um, so I don't want to disappoint people, but also, yeah, it is learning that, yeah, knowing your worth it, at the end of the day, it's, it's you that's going to either be knackered because you've done a full day for half the price or whatever. It's, yeah, it's something I've definitely had to like learn. And I'm quite lucky. I think within the vintage scene, especially, I've not really had many bad experiences where I've had to, you know, I've regretted it or whatever, or it's been before we've even worked anywhere. So right. like, like the one you, I was explaining. Right. So yeah, you get, I suppose you, you're quite, you could be quite astute now. Yeah. But, and that's also the bonus of being freelance. Yeah. Is that you can be that bit more. Yeah. I mean, can you sniff out the ones that you're like, nah, you're a joke. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and tell me, tell me how you know that it's probably hard to put your finger on it, but <laughs> you get an email come in. Oh, Hey, we love, we saw you on TikTok. We saw you on Instagram. Yeah. We love your, what you do. We'd love you to come down and take some photos for our vintage car show that's happening mm -hmm. at such and such, blah, blah, blah. Um, what are the red flags? I guess this is red flags. <laughs> what are the red flags in an email that you get about inquiring about a shoot with you where you go, I'm not even going to reply to this. This is an absolute waste of my time. Spam. Um, spam. This is spam. This is spam. Um, ones that uh, may not even include your name. I've had things before come with other people's names. <laughs> <laughs> the, the good old Hi. send all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, hey, you didn't Sarah. even. <laughs> oh, oh, that oh. would be a huge no-no. Yeah. No -no. yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, what would that be? Um, yeah, something that's really, I really appreciate the personalized things. Right. So um, if people reference like my Instagram directly yeah. or um, yeah, stuff I've done, then I'm a bit like, okay, you're actually paying attention. You're stuff that's really this. generic and just been like, we see you enjoy the vintage style. <laughs> um, or before I've had people be like, ah, oh, so we really love your 70s look. And I'm like, what? <laughs> You're offending me so much right now. Delete. <laughs> yeah, basically. You clearly don't know what I do. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, or people who um, really fluff something up to make it, yeah, just sound better than what it truly is. Right. Like you'll sort of read it and be like, oh, wow, this sounds really great. But actually you're... One question you're, later. You're it's all falling me. apart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're actually asking me to uh, pay for my ticket, to pay for this, to do this, to provide you with all this content yeah. for nothing. Like, yeah, I, I, I guess you get the, you probably get this all the time where it's like, this is going to be, we don't have a, a great budget oh God, for this, yes. but this is going to be fantastic yep. exposure for you. Yeah, exposure it, really pays my bills right? well. Like, Honey, <laughs> have you seen my Instagram? Come on. Oh, um, I've seen this a lot with a lot of like, um, influencer again, right. type people is, um, the companies that get in touch with you and they're like um either we're going to give you 70 percent off so i've still got to buy something yeah. and give them money uh -huh. or you've then got to pay the shipping right there's all these little like things where they'll get you being like free look good duh, mm -hmm. duh, and like try and make it seem really glamorous and they've probably paid for all of their hundred thousand followers right yeah, yeah. um and you're like 
So you're just asking me to basically be a customer yeah, and yeah. then promote you for free. Yeah, yeah. We we had this recently with, uh, I'm, and I'm not naming the product <laughs> because then there's the, name them? All right. Smooth my balls. <laughs> Shut right? up. So we were approached by <laughs> numerous members of the Smooth My Balls <laughs> PR and marketing team. Please explain what is okay. Smooth My Balls. Smooth My Balls is exactly what it says on the tin. <laughs> Because we all, you know, most modern men like smooth balls. And uh, <laughs> I just looked into the camera when I said that. There's my, uh, there's my Alan Partridge this. moment. Um, <laughs> this is your right, promo. This is, this, right, this is why I didn't want to name them. <laughs> and essentially it was like, we will send you a review kit right. for f like 50 whatever their currency was, dollars or some sort of mm -hmm. um, currency. Um, and... Uh, which is at a discount like you said <laughs> a discount lucky you, me <laughs> you know smooth your balls up and then tell everyone about it and then tell everyone about it give them the promo code like you know giant yes. smooth balls <laughs> 69 giant smooth balls 69 <laughs> right and uh you know and we'll you know so that would just sell and it was like and i sent this to harry i was like harry what do you think and harry's like no <laughs> Bin it. Do you not want lovely smooth balls? <laughs> no. <laughs> I almost sort of replied, "Well, we'll be waiting a while for that review because mine are already very smooth." Thanks very much. But um, but <laughs> so yeah, sorry. Yeah, or like an awkward like, I have no hair there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Is it better than a wax strip? <laughs> oh my god. Right. Have you seen that review on Amazon that went viral for the hair removal cream a few years back? No. The title of the title of the um, of the review was in capitals, all capitals. Do not put on knob or bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> so he's basically taking some sort of leg yeah. removal cream. Oh. oh no! Splashed it about on the Got old. Got very um, excited. Yeah, and I think he sort of burnt him into a crisp. Or had some oh, sort, of, sort of the pH balance was not correct for that. <laughs> he didn't go to smoothballs.com. He didn't go to smooth my balls. <laughs> it was a der derma <laughs> it was a dermatological catastrophe. <laughs> I think is the way I'm gonna sell that. Anyway, right. So oh, we get, right, we're gonna move away from, move from your uh, balls. away from balls now and <laughs> and talk about uh where were we? <laughs> no idea right anyway. they want you to do the sponsorship uh, yeah, thing yeah, yeah. pay them 70 yeah uh, one of the other big ones um i'm quite strong about not doing is anything connected to amazon oh okay you're uh, a boycotter so, uh, are you? yeah a lot of people who um promote it's, it's just tends to be cheap nasty stuff that they're like we're a 50s store but we sell on Amazon. And I'm like, right. they don't pay their taxes. No, I won't promote them. And like, I, I work with so many small businesses yeah. that it would just, no, not fair at all. And yeah. yeah, that's like my sort of ethics that I won't do that kind of thing. Or same with Ebay's stores. Um, the There's quite a few within the vintage scene, uh, horrible knockoff companies. Right. That again... How how do we explain to me the knockoff thing? So what's is there, is there certain brands within the vintage yeah. clothing world so, that are the top yeah. dogs? Yeah. So bizarrely, the dress I'm wearing today, right. lovely black and white stripe number from Deadly lovely. as a Female. Thank lovely. you very much. Was knocked off by a big company. Right. And they literally will just see the design, 
and reproduce it. But obviously with hideous fabric, the fit won't be the same. Mm. Um, and for like minimal money. And it's also going to come from somewhere far away that you don't know who's made it for what price. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do, they just, but this is where it also gets frustrating is these companies will then also rip the photos. So I've had it, I took oh. a company, I threatened legal action on one company because they'd pinched a set of my photos of a dress I'd done for a company. The authentic piece. Yeah. Right. And cut or like chopped off at my nose. So you couldn't, <laughs> like, I knew it was me it's and I insult. had the evidence that they were my photos. Those are my boobs. <laughs> Basically. You've stolen my boobs. <laughs> and uh, my waist. And my, my cinched waist. <laughs> Give it back. Um, so yeah, so that's what they'll also do is they'll they'll even steal the influencer photos and just chop people's heads off. Mental. But also they were like, well, they'll probably go for it. They'll post them on like social media, use them for their website. So it looks like the real genuine thing, but then what you actually get. So they um, were doing a knockoff of this stunning embroidered dress that is uh normally around like 300 pounds because there was so much intricate work that goes into them and so much fabric and um their version was basically a t-shirt so instead of it was like a beautiful off the shoulder dress um boned so properly structured right the version they sent was a t-shirt basically with a bit of a skirt on it with some terrible embroidery and i was just like can you like how yeah. would you you'd order that it would arrive and you'd be like what the fuck is this <laughs> so you're not going to be doing any modeling for wish dot <laughs> oh my soon, god wish <laughs> oh wish but yeah. no no wish i, I will not <laughs> yeah um yeah brilliant fantastic um so yeah so have you seen re- the recent amazon news um which i hope is recent when this pod comes out still is they've put in well, this might be a troll i have a feeling that bezos might be the world's biggest internet troll at times is that they've put in these um these zen booths in their factories or there's one being trialed somewhere and it's essentially where if a worker feels overwhelmed they go into a booth it looks like a uh like a some sort of um porter potty or um like a phone booth really zen a booth basically and inside it's kind of been noise cancelled and there's calming music played. So they can scream. Right. But also in there, there's screens that play um, uh, affirming corporate videos, something like that. No way. Which is just, and I think advice that, that put the article out and it said that, you know, Amazon has reached a new dystopian low. Wow. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, Jeez, being no, that's so just... like, uh, you go, your manager goes, do you need to visit the booth? <laughs> <laughs> go to the booth and eat a Twix. And then you'll come out being like, yes, yeah. Amazon <laughs> is right. almighty and I will pray to Amazon gods forevermore. <laughs> I'm so thankful to Bezos for providing me and my family with hot dinners and a roof over our head i love amazon <laughs> i will not protest uh, unions amazon. are bad <laughs> yeah talking of unions is there a pin-up model union i feel like maybe you could be the one to lead that uh, no longer will we work for exposure yeah or haggle you know yeah, that would be cool uh n- no there's not uh necessarily a union um but the community is incredibly supportive and i think like people people have got your back with things you can kind of go and approach people and say look this has happened 
and people will back you up. So um, uh, last week, I think it was, um, I'd done a shoot for a company again, lesson learned, um, who was asking more and more and more and more. And she had shared the photos that a photographer had kindly done for me, didn't credit the photographer and then put a watermark over them. Oh, which is a no, 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 no. When you've not paid for them, right. no. Anyway, pay to remove the watermark, love. Yes, yeah. exactly. Not add your own. <laughs> um, so I, then they'd done the same with a couple of other models. So I messaged them and was just like, look, just so you're aware, because I didn't even know that this watermark had the photographer not let me know. Right. I would never have noticed. Um, so again, let a couple of models know. They were like, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. We're now going to contact the company. Right. So it's that kind of a thing that everyone kind of got each other's backs and will let them know if there are yeah so it's a community yeah and and i guess you know there's a good there's a good buck in it isn't there yes because it's 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 not it's niche isn't it but it's a huge niche yeah you know it's it's in its own right it's massive but the mainstream is so gargantuan yeah definitely so the niche is still i i i'm not an expert you are it's probably multi multi million industry isn't it the pinup vintage scene probably more than that right probably yeah, yeah. if you like looked at yeah everything like the hair the makeup right. the fashion the shoes etc so yes. it's an in, you can almost say it's an it's an industry isn't it yeah, probably. Right. So I guess you get these people that see a buck in it and think, yes. "Ah, this is what we can do." 100%. They don't respect the, they don't respect it. They don't. They they've not spent any time in the community yep. building anything, and they come in and they think, "Oh, we'll do this, 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 and this." Mm-hmm. And you guys turn around and go, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no way." <laughs> you know, take this down and you know, get out of it. So self policing, I guess, is, yeah. what, is what I'm I'm getting. At. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Right, that's amazing. That's great. And punk rock is kind of the same. Oh, that's all, nice. All subcultures sub and things like that, I think they're all, they've all got an element of self-policing because it's like, yeah, it's something to be protected and preserved, isn't it? Like the communities. For sure. Um, and like, it, it's also just common human decency to just... That bit, I forgot about that bit. <laughs> you know, yeah. just being nice. <laughs> and like looking out for people and yeah, doing what's right in the world and yeah. not being a dick. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Um, so tell me about uh, Miss Pinup UK because I feel like this is this is kind of the big turning yeah. point, isn't it? This is the I guess the moment where you were like, "Yep, yeah, this is like again another affirming moment for you where you're like, okay, this is yeah. this is it. As all systems go." So tell me about because you were the first Miss Pinup UK. I was, right? yeah, back in 2013. It. Now, um, so. Uh, Deadly as the female were sponsoring the event. So I'd seen the flyers in the shop and the girls were like, oh, you should enter. And I was terrified because I thought I was 18 at the time. I literally only just turned 18. So I was only just old enough to enter. (laughs) And um, was like, oh, oh, I don't know. I haven't like I'd literally done some modeling for Deadly and a a few other little local things. and so, yeah, just just sort of went for it and um, got through to go and compete, um, which the competition was held up at the London Tattoo Convention, which was an amazing experience. You didn't get a tattoo while you were there? No, I am tattoo free. Are you? And because that... it works in my benefit. Right. So that is... Uh... Okay, so that's a stance, yes. right? So it's a... Cons- so, right, yeah, okay. I would, I'd quite like to one day. Right 
tattoo or a couple of tattoos, whatever. Um, but it has always worked in my favour to say I've got none. Okay. So why is this? Is this because if you've got tattoos, they go, oh, do you want to do this rockabilly shit? Yeah. <laughs> 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 shit. Um, I'm sorry, rockabillies. <laughs> I, I, I do really like yeah. you guys. I'm only joking. Yeah. There's a few different reasons. Um, I think you, you get some stereotypes of people who want that, you know, pure skin of like, oh, they didn't have tattoos back in the 1950s. Oh, Bullshit. Right. Like, okay. yeah, they did. Um, or you get the opposite then of they want you fully tattooed because it just suits the look. Um, but then you get people that argue that if you're tattooed and doing that, that's more alternative right. than vintage or whatever. From a fashion point of view, uh, it tends to be for like, yeah, the e-commerce work. They prefer you not to be tattooed because it's then not distracting right, from yeah, yeah. the product. The products. Right. Um, people still do, though you like do hire people with tattoos. It's not like a strict like thing, but it has just played in my favour before that they yourself. then go, Oh, okay, well we don't have to think about, oh, she's actually got a massive um, Satan on her arm or whatever. That would be cool though. <laughs> One day. One no, day. no, no, no. I would not have Satan on my arm. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's played in my favour. So no, I did not get a tattoo at the London Tattoo. I watched loads of tattooing. Right. Just, it was so cool. Okay. Um, so yeah, went up for the quarterfinals. It was like a three-day event. And um, I went up on my own and just was a bit like, I don't really know what to expect. So I went up and uh, the the way it worked was it was rounds. So you'd go on and do like a Q&A with the judges. And um, then you'd have to have a special, special talent. But they were so, what I love about the Miss Pinup UK team is they're so open. Right. Like that special talent can literally be anything so, so give the, me an example of some of the special talents that you so saw. for me uh dancer so i did dance routines and then you've got the normal things burlesque singing um but then like other years there were ladies who there was one lady who was a professor so she did like incredible like quick experiments on the stage that's really cool. it was that's really original. cool um, yeah really distinct um and then what else was there um ladies who were seamstresses so they like made something to then like showcase their skills, um, cooking, or, like literally anything and everything. Um, poetry, um, obviously, yeah, because of it being vintage, a lot of like burlesques right. and like beautiful, incredible routines and like a real variety of burlesque. Yeah. Um, How are you with burlesque? Do you like burlesque? I do. It's a bit touch and go for me. I've really? seen I've seen quite a bit of burlesque and some of it I'm like yes that was really cool yeah other bits of it I'm like no nah, yeah. not that great definitely yeah. I um I did my um university dissertation on burlesque oh okay um so you really know burlesque yeah You're wow sick I did of burlesque at this point. <laughs> right um and I'm someone who definitely I love like uh, like the real Hollywood glamour style so Dita Von Tees yeah. um but then I also love people who do either like a comedy routine basically someone who really puts into a concept right and like makes it a theater production yeah. not just 
I'm taking my clothes off to a bit of music. Yeah. I want, I want like a story or a interaction. Yeah. And an arm coming out. <laughs> and the arm comes back in. Oh, there's a leg coming out. Cheeky. Oh, oh, it's not got a shoe on this time. Oh, it's not <laughs> That's because it fell off. Yeah. Oh, carry on with the act. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> Take the other shoe off. <laughs> They'll never They'll know. Never know. Yeah. All right. Sweet. So, um, so yeah. So I did special talents. Then they did like um, I think we did fashion showy type bits. So like just showing what you bought with you and what you wore. And then um, it went to they did uh, online voting. So you obviously pestering all your friends and family. Can you vote for me? Can you vote for me? And then also they did votes on the day from the audience. So around uh-huh. the tattoo convention, and then obviously the judges. Right. So um, made it through to the quarterfinals into the semis semis to the final and then um I remember like I'd been yeah so nervous the quarter in the semi-finals and so like oh, can I do this like confidence and that and then I just remember the day of the finals I was just so chill and I was just so like look at where I am look at what I'm doing this is amazing whatever happens so like I pretty right. much spent the entire day sat by the stage just watching everything just in awe yeah um and maybe that worked in your favor because you were you were satisfied it is it's something that they said to me right that like one of the things they loved was that i was so i was supporting everyone right yeah that's that's the thing isn't it is that this is a thing as well and there's so many parallels with like punk rock and and loads of things it's just the, the guys that and I've I've been guilty of this before. When you're you're in an intense batch of gigs, you can't stay and watch every single yes. band because it does truly do you nothing. Yeah. But there's there's it's controversial in the scene if you don't if you just play your set. Yeah. And then you piss off and you go to the mm. pub down the road or you go to Burger King and you you stay outside all night. And I've done it. I've done it. Yep. But there are times when you go, you know what, we really should go in and see this these guys. Yeah. You go, yeah, all right, yeah. Because you you want to it's investing in the scene and it's supporting each supporting, other. Supporting, yeah. And I guess them noticing that in you is is because you're they need to nurture that next generation yes. of people who are going to one day inherit the scene mm-hmm. and be the I hate to use the word gatekeepers, but be the <laughs> Be the influence, I guess, yeah. the influencers of the scene going forward. So that must have, yeah, that must have heavily helped you out. Um, so yeah, so I remember I then, um, yeah, did my like last performance. Uh, I'd saved like a certain dress and for the final, like the absolute grand final. So what was this dress? Um, it was a Monica dress right. from Deadliest Female. Is that a, that's it a, was a wiggle dress, oh, an off the shoulder, an off the shoulder wiggle dress, ruched from, number. Okay, what's lovely. that bit? What's that? Ruched rest? is um, how to describe it when all the fabrics like ruched, crinkled, <laughs> crinkled, kind of. It's a crinkle cut. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, um, like a McCoy's crisp. Yeah, a little bit. Right, that's gonna okay. be the easiest way to describe it right now. <laughs> so I look like a McCoy's crisp. <laughs> This one is the um, ready salted dress. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stupid. Um, and then, yeah, they yeah. announced that I, I won and it was just, uh, yeah, really surreal. Um, and then, yeah, it it gave me the biggest boost of like, okay, maybe I'm, maybe I'm all right at this. Right. Um, maybe I should like actually take it seriously. Um, 
care. But it was really weird because um, like the final was on the Sunday and then like I came home and then Monday I'm back at uni, back in the dance studio and all the girls are, you know, thinking, oh, did you have a good weekend? What did you do? Yeah. Oh, you know, I was just in London and I uh, won uh, Miss Pinup UK. So what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> like it was just that sort yeah. of cash. I cried into my WKD. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the SU all night. <laughs> yeah. um, Brilliant. So yeah, so it it was a really weird, surreal thing. But yeah, definitely the catalyst of like, and it also just then helped like right. being profile. like, yeah, for profile to be like, oh, there's Miss Pin Up UK and that kind of thing. And like uh, my favourite thing, going to sound a bit big headed, is that I can forever, so, I will always be the original. The original. The OG. Well, well you know, yeah, because you could be the first Miss Pinup UK. It doesn't matter if Miss Pinup UK number eight <laughs> is the best pinup of all time yeah. ever, right? She's number eight. You ain't You're the OG, one. honey. You, you weren't there. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So for a while, when you did emails and things like that, and your bios and your social yep. media, was you, were you like, Miss Pinup UK? Yeah, basically. Right. So my, my approach then to try and like book stuff and to get, work was then I just emailed I was emailing companies sending um like all my details um portfolio mentioning that I just want Miss Pen Up UK and I was just anyone I wanted to work with I just was emailing and that was my way to try and book work and did you find that they were more, more responsive post Miss Pen Up UK than they were oh, before I'm yeah sure yeah were. yeah right. definitely interesting were you like yes i'm getting all the free dresses now <laughs> uh i definitely didn't straight away i definitely like it was once i started booking work probably right. or and like creating more content because that's when i also took instagram a bit more seriously because mm. i was a bit like okay like i need to do yeah you have to do it all then but having that i guess having that title it really does give you some confidence yeah. right yeah for sure because, like, going back to the mayor thing, now I've got the mayor thing. Now I'm the mayor thing. Now I'm the mayor. There's been, I've been, I've, it's given me the confidence to send a few emails, not like proper clouty email. Well, a little bit, but a little bit more like, okay, yeah, I, I'm the one to do this now. Yes. And, and and if I do this, this is probably going to get done or it's going to be taken seriously. Yeah. And I think that's the important bit is that once you drop Miss Pinup UK at the bottom and I drop Mayor of Froome at the bottom, mm -hmm. you're like, they're reading this. But it's the same with like um, people who drop in like followers. Uh, you know, I, I'm not just so-and-so. I've got this many followers. Then they'll yeah. go, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, we'll take you seriously. So, it's, it's, it's a similar thing. Okay. So if you're emailing a company... What do you email them for these days? Because I have just assumed they're emailing you now. Yeah, most right? of the time it's... Unless it's someone that... Yeah, I, I definitely... That was a moment right there. <laughs> right, was, and you were like, yeah, no, they're emailing yeah, me they're now. Emailing me. Um, so if you're emailing them, how are you structuring that? Because we've had conversations with other podcasters and things like that about, you know, when you're emailing as an agent... Yep to ask for i'm putting it out there i want paul chuckle on the podcast i keep right. seeing you share right. paul chuckle <laughs> this stuff. is my campaign and i want him on and i and so i have to email his agent i've emailed his agent i'm gonna do it again and please do and it's kind of like well, okay so what do we what do we put in here what do they want to know like do i go in and brag the the shit out of this i've done this is this this, this, mm -hmm. and this i'm this this and that 
Or do you just say, oh, hello, what's that? What's going on with Paul's? So how do you, how do you uh, structure your emails in a way? Again, personalised. Right. So I'll, you know, hi. Uh, I'm emailing because. Yeah. Um, and then I'll reference like what it is I love about maybe the brand. So I love um, that you are UK based, that everything's handmade here in the UK. I think that's really important because of fast fashion and blah, 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 blah. So I'll make something personal to the company to show that I'm paying attention right. and that I'm not actually, I'm not just send it sent all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I'll put it out there, what it is that I'm wanting. Like I would love to model for you. Um, this is my experience um this is what i can offer you so then i'd yeah like you know i can either self-shoot or come and shoot with you um and then sort of be like you know thank you so much for your time i'm open to any questions like if you wanted to discuss this further leaving leaving it to sort of hint yeah that you want to to like I, I want, want a, a response. Yeah, okay. I like, that's my biggest thing. I hate anyone who just, I'd rather you just tell me no fuck off <laughs> yeah. than just not reply. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Oh, I love your company. I've been following what you do for a few months now and I love your ethically sourced uh, materials. I love the content you've done inside of your factories in yep. <laughs> Sheffield. I just uh, your models that you pick are amazing. This and that. I've by the way, I'm Miss Pinup UK. Yeah. Love to hear back from you real soon. Sarah Hopefully, we get to work together. Blah blah blah. Send. Oh great. You know, pour yourself a glass of wine. <laughs> Phone lights up. No, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be like, fair enough. <laughs> Just reply, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fuck fair off enough. to you two. Hope Have a great weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Hope our paths cross. So. <laughs> kind regards. <laughs> yeah. Or you drop the kind. It's no uh, longer kind regards. Kind. It's now just regards. I like the one on... Love a bit um, passive aggressive. Yeah, I like the one with, with like if I'm being a bit whingy, customer mm-hmm. service wise, uh, and I, it's very British, and I think, God, you've been a bit... You've been a bit of a drag, Andy. Yeah. This is like someone's got to deal with this. I put warmest regards. <laughs> warmest regards. Warmest. The warmest. That's lovely. Business, not personal, right? Yeah. The warmest regards. The warmest. <laughs> I think but that's also like probably for me. I, I, I work in customer service. Yeah. So I think I've got a bit of a gauge of how to add that into right. how would emails i like stuff? to receive yes. this email telling me that the dress yeah. is or actually like, a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> and like when i have received customer emails that i've literally want to say can you rewrite that and not be so rude yeah. dear <laughs> then, karen <laughs> yeah uh. <laughs> so i try and write it in a sense of yeah like how i'd want to be spoken to yeah. basically it's one of the ten commandments isn't yeah. it treat was it treat thy neighbor oh whatever i don't, I don't know how many <laughs> no i don't um so <laughs> who knows what they are um okay cool so have you you've been a judge of pinup uk yeah so i was then invited back the following two years to judge um and then when we had the fifth anniversary um and then sadly you're in there aren't you you're part of that establishment now when we had the fifth anniversary (laughs) and then sadly um i think it was the sixth or seventh year that was the final one oh for a while okay um how so why so uh the lady running it just it was time okay time to move on she didn't pass the baton no uh oh my 
I haven't got time right. <laughs> to, to organise so an event, you, basically. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> haven't we all got time when money comes exactly. into the We will make time. So, yeah, um, it's a real shame because it, it was an incredible event yeah. and grew so much. But, yeah. R.I.P. Miss Pinup UK. But I will always be the original. <laughs> you will always be the original. Is there any sort of like um, sister uh, events to that or yeah. anything that's kind of ran with that? Because once that, I, I imagine once that space in the market has opened up, it's there's a lot of money filling it, right? There's um, not necessarily exactly for Miss Pinup UK or similar, but um, a lot of the festivals do their own. So you've got Twinwood Festival, which is a huge event. Um, they do Miss Twinwood and Mr. Twinwood. Right. Um, the Goodwood Revival will do um, like Best Dressed. And it's more that kind of a thing rather than a generic. There was um, the National Vintage Awards as well, right. which used to acknowledge like models. Have you ever um, had one of them? Yeah. Uh, we were gonna, we I won to... that one in 2015. Okay. The day the day I graduated from university, yeah. I graduated midday, then went to the National Vintage Awards and won one best pinup model 2015. And then in the, uh, on, in the car ride home, I then won a competition to win a custom pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, today is my day. Everything's like this, this it, that was really surreal. Right. So, so tell me about winning that award. How did you go about that one? Um, so that was probably one of my, I remember 2015 being a year where it just suddenly started happening. I was booking proper paid jobs, traveling around the country, um, and Instagram was growing, working with amazing photographers. And it was just, that was when I was discovering, yeah, more, I, or I was definitely being vintage every day. Right. Then I remember like uni definitely was a time when I sort of started to slowly creep into it. Right. And by that point I was fully like, just living and breathing. This is me. It. Right. Um, so the national vintage awards, you get nominated. Um, so I was nominated again, it goes to a public vote to then, I think bring it down to a top four possibly, or even, or was it? Yeah, to bring it down to a top four, I think. And then we got invited to the awards and then that was then chosen by an esteemed panel of judges. Oh, and who were they? Um, so at the time it was like photographers who were very high up uh, or very well respected. Um, models who, again, were really experienced established. and established yeah. um who else was on um hair and makeup artist, like a real eclectic mix of people within the scene yeah would then vote um and i was at the time i like i would have definitely called myself the underdog i didn't think i was going to win because the girls i were up against had been doing it for like years had way more followers than me um and so i was i like i was more excited about meeting them yeah than actually potentially going and winning right yeah i see so it so was more in like a right, networking yeah you've always had the right attitude with these things haven't yeah you? which is, i think so yeah which is, just runs in your favor it's interesting how we use and and this is this has been um solidified i guess by the attitude of the industries that we're in is that followers dictate worth yep. and that it's a metric isn't mm -hmm. it which is 
disgusting but i i do get it at the same i understand yeah, it's it so, it's so like yeah 50 50 like part of you is like yeah. it doesn't matter it means nothing i'm good at what i do but it's how companies recognize me and yeah, yeah. it's yeah it's it's such a like vicious circle yeah um so yeah so yeah so i remember i think it was like it was either the first or second category to an, f- to be announced and i was sat right by the stage and again like one of my favorite bands had just played so oh, i was, was like that? uh they're called the tootsie rollers okay super cute um five piece harmony group um all vintagey and so like i'd sat there like literally like big brown eyes like oh this is amazing <laughs> i'm all glammed up and like yeah and then um a model called october divine then announced or went up to announce it. And again, she was someone that I aspired to and was just like, oh my God, it's October Divine. Um, and she looked down at me and was like, and the winner is Scarlet Lux. And I was like, oh yeah, we haven't oh even God. talked no, about your stage about name, name yet. Tell me about the Scarlet Lux. <laughs> tell me about the, tell me about that. And is there, is there a difference between you and Scarlet oh, Lux? So are you now, yeah. this, you've lived the life, you've lived and breathed it. <laughs> you're now the same person. Um, so the name, let's do the name first. So uh, when I entered Miss Pinup UK, mm. they said, you need a, well, not you need, but what's your pinup name? And I went, oh, oh. <laughs> what is my pinup name? Um, so I was a redhead and I'd always like the name Scarlet. So went with Scarlet. And then, um, yeah, like lots of pinups have like fancy last names and things. So I was a bit like, oh, I didn't really know. So I was like, I because I'm very into like Hollywood glamour and stuff. I, I was like, oh, luxury. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll just like Google what luxury is in other languages, basically. And went with Lux, French for luxury. So Scarlet Lux was born. And I also um, definitely wanted at the time to have that differentiation. I wanted, this is my pinup life and Sarah is my private life. Right. Um, And it has, it it has just smashed smashed together. together. there's people who don't even know I'm called Sarah. Right. Uh, which is really hilarious um, because they just know me as Scarlet from social media and stuff. Um, and I don't often say Sarah in that sense, but I'm also not like, I'm, I'm not bothered. Right. Um, so I do still try and keep it um, a bit separated. So um, like my facebook for instance my actual like sarah ringo i try and keep that to just like genuine people i know and like friends family um i like you do you get random people who are pinup models from someone so i'll be like no i'm not gonna be your facebook friend because that's go to instagram for that kind of thing right so you're very i try to be very strict about that yeah that's interesting but like yeah it does collide 100 percent, and like I definitely, I'm, I'm not so much like, you know, oh, I'm now in scarlet mode. Or, right, it's not like a, n- okay. Because no. Alice Cooper does this, right? He says there's two, you know, people. Mm. And there's the, you know, the real him. And then there's, and he said Alice Cooper is, you know, an evil, sadistic, you know, like piece of work. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, you know, he's probably now the same person. Yeah. In many ways. But the interesting thing is with Alice Cooper, that was the name of the band to begin with and then he took on the, oh, wow. the so imagine that so you weren't you're trying to you're trying to be like two different people in the same yeah thing. he's become a band he's, he's taken it from a, band he's amalgamated <laughs> the entire band into him 
Wow. What a maniac. What an egomaniac. Anyway, whatever. Um, okay. Where but like people it? close right. to me will say there is obviously a clear distinct difference really? between the two. Your mum? At my mum. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, like really they are the same person. Like I probably do when I'm, you know, at events say I am obviously more in scarlet mode right. and a bit more like aware and you yeah. know there's people quite often at those sorts of things are trying to take your photo without asking oh yep right okay tell yep. me about that uh they'll just they'll just come up next to you and be like that with their thumb up hey uh most people that sort of photo will just ask it's more people like i'll just be wandering around and they'll like have a camera and <gasps> just you get a photo. yeah right how um, do you feel with that um i'd rather you ask right i'm more obviously than happy. it's a bad thing but i mean i i guess it's like how do you feel as in like in that moment yeah when you you're aware of it um you suddenly you must suddenly become yeah, very aware I, of yourself yes right? yeah and like i can probably feel myself like oh i'm just gonna put my shoulders down and like or i'll suddenly be like really smiley because i'm right. like i don't want a bad photo basically yeah. um and yeah i just think it's i just think it's a bit rude yeah. like please come and ask me my permit because i also i don't know what you're doing with that are you just going to go and share that on your facebook or are you again yeah like am i going to suddenly see it advertising the show or like i just would rather someone come and ask me and that's absolutely like and then it's my choice i can then say actually you know i'm here with my friends because that's also the thing like at events and stuff sometimes i'm there to work or i'm there of my own accord right. and i'm there with friends or yeah. loved ones and i'm just like no go away have you heard that eminem lyric when he's like please have the decency to not come and speak to me when i'm out feeding my daughter <laughs> which i think is totally fair alone. yeah it's like yeah just you know he's doing something yeah like, so that's interesting you've got like you you're actually properly famous right like like no. it's like so you could probably <laughs> walk through but you, but you could walk through yeah, well famous relative it, yeah is, but you could i guess you walk through through and you're fairly well known i'm recognizable, recognizable for sure right but you're not getting that treatment in the town centre, are no, you? Thank God. So when you go to these events, you are you go up a you go up a notch, mm -hmm. don't you? And so yeah, it's interesting. I've I've had people ask to have pictures with me in a band setting, yeah. and you always say yes. It's always fine. I've not I've not got to a point where um I've had to say no. I'm doing something. Where I've had to make any yeah. separations from stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's an interesting um, we had situation. It, uh, hilarious. We went to um, Disneyland Paris right. for an event called Dapper Day. Right. And um, Dapper Day is a celebration of when the first ever Disneyland opened, when Anaheim opened, and everyone got dressed up to go right. to Disney in the fifties. Um, so we were in. Uh, I was wearing like. A swing dress with a petticoat. I know what these are now. Well done. I'm not saying anything about McCoy's crinkle crisps <laughs> this time, don't worry. And um, you'd get it where um, people thought we were princesses almost. And we're like, go and have oh, a picture. Disney princess And then as soon as you had one, no joke, queues were forming. <laughs> to the point where we literally had to just walk away. Yeah. Because right. you'd be like, okay, one more. Okay, one more. No, literally having to walk away. Okay, right. That's and I had it in Bath. I was stood outside um, a shop waiting for my mum. And yeah. I was texting someone. The next thing I looked up, I was surrounded by Chinese tourists taking photos. Oh. Because I was like, I was wearing something vintage. Right. I literally was like, what the <laughs> what hell is going on? 
Just like texting my bestie and all this. You never guess what just happened. (laughs) I was texting you and then. Wow. Weird. So, um, but I think that's more where people, it's not necessarily a fame thing. It's more like a, you're different. uh, Right. Yes. You're a bit alien. Yes. And fascinating. Yeah. I get that being tall. Yeah. So that's the other thing is, okay, I do get people sometimes want to come and take my picture. Because you're Um, just so tall, man. (laughs) And it is usually, uh, festivals is a good one because everyone's, they're on the the right drugs to come and speak to you without knowing you. And so it's that, you know, it's the perfect blend of physical prowess and uh, narcotics. (laughs) And so I ended up you're just so tall. Yeah, I end up taking quite a few pictures with quite a few sort of swinging jaws um, in festivals. Please start charging these people <laughs> because they're so off it. You could. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, that See? would be that would be that would be one for Shadow Andy. Um, <laughs> um, I just want to touch on um, before we wrap up because we've put in a, we've put in a good hour or so here. Oh, wow. Um, the the um i see on your social media and stuff you're very active with the fitness stuff and you're not afraid to show a nice sweaty selfie nice with no makeup and, and everything <laughs> um which is refreshing isn't it because and it shouldn't be but it is because often with with people whose career it revolves around being a certain thing online mm-hmm. they don't want to let you in that deep yeah um so tell me about the fitness thing because i know you said about the crones i guess that all kind of one one you're a model and you want to be yeah in good shape and make sure that you can fit into the stuff that you've I I know, stay pre-arranged <laughs> right to wear um but also i guess that it's a, it, you're looking after yourself so you can yep. continue to work and you don't have to because this thing like you said when it flares up you might have to cancel shoots yeah and you don't want a reputation do you of no of being flake. flaky yeah yeah so what what's what's your fitness regime at the moment what um into? so for me as fitness is also a, a mentality thing okay um is keeping me sane uh i do enjoy the like the endorphin hit after of being like yeah look what i just did and like at the moment especially it's the seeing what you accomplish so um in a sense of uh so i train with um laura of i'm the body confidence coach she's been she's a pt um that i've worked with for years on and off um and then obviously when the pandemic hit she went virtual and incredible she's just blossomed herself and what she provides is absolutely incredible and has just yeah gave me some structure right and a bit of routine during lockdown of uh, right i've got class at this time i've got this to do da, da, da. so i do we have um like a core class on a monday morning which often i don't attend because i'm not a morning person right I don't do in the morning uh tuesdays i do um peachy booties which is lower body weights Followed by boxing. Thursdays is upper body. <laughs> I just got you said peachy booties. Peachy booties. <laughs> peachy booties. Okay, cool. And then Thursday is also a hit class. What's um, a hit class? Hit high. Oh, high in, impact. Impact training. Training or is it intensity? I always get Probably it wrong. Probably the same thing. It's yeah. the same thing. Right. Okay. I that's, asked the question and answered sweaty. it myself. It's sweaty. That's what it is. Right. And then um, on a Saturday is shred it, which is a kind of a mixture of weights and hit. Um, so I, you know, 
attend what I can and do other bits as and when I also dance as and when um so what I find yeah with the like accomplishing is like I've never thought I'd be a weights person right I've always looked at that and been a bit like no not really for me now I'm a a person that I'm like yeah I can lift this now and I can like push this and yeah I find that so I was um in a gym for the first time a couple of weeks ago what first Um, time ever no first time time for a while for a very long time um and that's such a stupid question (laughs) I what I meant (laughs) sorry what I meant by that was one with weights not uh not a yeah the other stuff yeah and um I was just like, so having access basically to loads of different weights and stuff. Right. Whereas obviously my home gym, it's been, what can I get off of uh, secondhand? <laughs> yeah. I've got so many secondhand weights, which is good. Reuse. Um, so to see what I could like, yeah, like squat press and lift and stuff. I was like, wow. Like oh, so now I've you never can measure it. Yeah. I've right. like, you know, when I was training before without Laura, um, I could only ever get to this and now I can do this. Like okay. that's a hell of a jump. So yeah, that like that also feeling of accomplishment, I quite enjoy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the fitness stuff is a real mixture of things of, yeah, keeping, keeping myself sane, keeping myself healthy, uh, in shape, um, routine. Um, and I think it is important to share that on social media because, um, there is so like so much fake yeah there's a lot of stuff. toxic shit out so there. much um and like i would love to be one of these girls that wears like a cute matching gym set and her hair is perfectly straight and she's just done a workout but her makeup is still absolutely perfect it's not me right. i sweat within the first couple of minutes yeah um so i'm not gonna be cute and like to me i'm not there to look cute yeah i'm there to sweat so I think it's important to show like the reality basically right, of yeah. of that side of things. Yeah, I know. I, I, I get you there. I, I've once, I, I, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about hitting the, the, hitting the weights. I don't know though. I'm not sure. How many days does it take you to recover if you've been hitting, hitting the weights? Because I don't want that next day. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be sort of like <laughs> but limping what, along. The biggest thing I've learned as well from training and doing it properly at form so learning to do it properly don't just go in and be like so form is posture and and right making sure you're using the right muscles right um but also um stretching afterwards Uh, and rolling so rolling out the muscles which is horrible Uh it's an absolute bitch but it makes the difference so if you don't stretch after a session you're gonna feel it tomorrow like you you will still feel it tomorrow because you've worked hard but you're gonna feel it so much worse if you don't do those sorts of things don't cool down stretch the body right so that would be my my tip okay all right um what's next for you what's the so you know say we do a podcast again in two years Mm -hmm. what would you like to be telling me (laughs) so at the moment um i've started i've literally just started doing um work as extra so going and doing tv work um i thought about this oh my god you should it's so much fun man in bed five on (gasps) casualty my god yes do it although at the moment (laughs) casualty is really hard to get on because they want everyone in a bubble oh i'm not in a bubble Um, damn it 
but yeah you so should be man in bed five <laughs> on casual day um so literally that i've only just started doing that past couple of weeks or right. past month even um but i've loved that so that's got me back into sort of the acting side of things so i think definitely pursuing that a bit more right. in a couple of years time or down the line um modeling wise i i want to hit the commercial side of things i was gonna say that you've been i um, want to break into doing high streety stuff right and or just bigger basically or even like yeah tv commercials and i i am a, i'm at the stage now where i'm like aim high yeah well you've yeah you've got it's all in place isn't yeah. it you have that foundation and i guess now i mean you've conquered what you've what you love you conquered the vintage scene haven't you yeah kind of and are those people that you were looking up to that were in the first miss pinup are mm -hmm. they now like friends yeah and yeah you, you feel like a peer like an equal uh, yeah say it no you don't no like oh. they are they're friends but they're doing different things but are they still are they is there still an echelon left to reach with that no no i don't think okay so. well you've done it then you? so interesting <laughs> it was, you've recently done a shoot with our friend chris bailey yeah he put in a fantastic um giant pod appearance. doing a reshoot with him in a couple of weeks oh yeah yeah Brilliant. since chopping my hair good stuff and that was a tone was it toned down i don't know toned that's, down yeah that, that's what i wanted right. was something completely basically there was that was sarah not scarlet right so okay. that i can start putting it out there for acting it was quite high street yes right for that kind of thing um just to show because i realized i haven't got anything like that in my portfolio uh, to i can show people yeah me like in full glam or vintage but nothing stripped back and right. i'd said this to chris as soon as i did those photos and I put them out there, that's when castings started coming in for like the essay work. Right. So it made all the difference. And how did that feel posing for that shot? Weird. Because because you've not it's it was almost like me coming be it'd be like me coming out from behind the drums yep. to sing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because you've you've got you're used to having all the makeup yeah the, the curl, like the rollers and hair and the big dresses mm -hmm. and the the um the petticoats and the the waddle no what they <laughs> what are they called wiggle the wiggle sorry <laughs> the wiggle <laughs> the wiggle dress all that all this stuff that essentially sort of yes is a bit of a mask right yeah a character almost. right and and but you've what you've developed is skill with where to put your hands mm -hmm. how to you know the you're actually becoming a you know you've become a model yeah an expert model so now without that stuff how did it feel did it weird. feel comfortable no, no? really right. weird i actually i felt uh, a little bit alien in my body right because you can't be as like cutesy so you can't do like little princess hands um yeah you can't feel like ah, um yeah. pop a leg um so I did suddenly, I was like, okay, I almost felt a little bit back to the beginning. Yeah. A little bit back to, I now need to relearn my body for, yeah, more commercial poses. Um, but then also I felt a bit like I was trying to be a little bit something I'm not. Right. So I was doing sort of things that I'd seen like other girls doing or yeah, more high streety models doing. And I'd be a bit like... Well, I, it's a I bit like imitation yeah right. i just didn't look right i remember going through the photos and being like that's such a shit pose <laughs> what are you doing right. um and then like yeah the ones where i just was a bit more 
just relaxed or just going with it ended up being the ones that I liked best or or I was doing stuff from like the vintage stuff so like a cross of the cross of the feet and I'm like that's okay you can yeah. still do it's okay that to bring in a little yeah. bit of skills transferable skills yeah, right for sure and did you lean on Chris for any of that because I've worked with Chris a few times and I you know I'll go oh, I like that one he'll go no it's this one yes and I he's go fantastic cool. Cause for that. You, yeah because he sees you how everyone else is going to see you right yeah. but he's also seeing you with that photographer's mm-hmm. eye and so and if I've ever said to Chris I think that's that's probably the one and he goes no this is the one this is or, or I don't even say this now I j- he just edits two or three and sends them to me I don't question that's it that's amazing and, and I just leave it at that yeah so yeah yeah i remember yeah my first headshot set with him um he was we sort of got halfway through and he went so do you have a favorite side and i said to him like normally like my right side and he was like no it's your other side and then literally showed me photos and i was like damn you're right but that was potentially because like on a photo my left side looks like my right side yeah, and when we look at when scene. we look in the mirror, we're actually our face uh-huh. is actually the opposite, opposite way around. So anyway. um, I think that threw me a bit, and I was like, "Oh, like this is." But he was yeah, so spot on with that. Yeah, he's so amazing. Right. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. So talented. So yes, next time we catch up with you, we're going to dive into the commercial world hopefully. of uh, modeling. No, no, hopefully, and yes, yes, we will. We, we, we will. And, and TV, thank you for uh, your time and coming on. I see Harry's nodding a lot, which I think means we need to wrap this up. So, yeah, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, we're good. We're real good here. We're real good here. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Big thank you to our guest this week, Sarah Wingrove, a.k.a. Scarlet Lux. We're going to leave links to her work, her modelling, her social media, and the show notes descriptions uh follow us on instagram at, at the giant pod follow us on twitter at the same handle you can follow me on instagram at andy underscore s1s if you liked this podcast i'm sure you did make sure you tell at least one friend about it leave us a review on apple podcasts or wherever you leave your podcast reviews uh massive massive thank you to my own pinup model harry Williams. <laughs> Massive thank you to the man with the smallest... No, no. <laughs> Just say smoothest. <laughs> Massive thank you to the man with the smoothest balls in podcast land, Harry Williams, my producer. We will see you next week on The Giant Pod. Take care. Oh, bye-bye.